the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. And welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show at faithtalk1360.com. Also heard on Faith Talk 1360 over the air every Thursday at 530. You can listen to this program. And I'm so glad I've got the guest sitting in front of me here at the console at uh, worldwide headquarters of Salem Broadcasting, well, in Phoenix, anyway. <laughs> and and um, John Junker, uh, it's been a while since we've connected, and it's good to see you, my friend. Oh, it's even better to see you, sir. Trust me. <laughs> uh, and, and how nice to visit with your listeners uh, across the state and especially across the valley um, on this incredible uh, service you do to the community. Well, it, our only mission statement on the program is those that are changing and saving lives daily, and uh, you, you reflect that with what you do, and we've had ICU nurses, we've had law enforcement, we've had a lot of different directions in this show, uh, local, regionally, nationally, and it's just been amazing what God's doing with this radio show. That's a very, very special calling, and, uh, you know... Uh I guess we don't have to do too much theology, but it's an interesting situation to look at because so many people say, well, God did it all. <laughs> and I believe that's true. He does. But there's a there's a relationship there that needs to be in place. And I like to say, you know, God, God can call us on the phone, but we have to pick it up and answer. We have to do our part in letting God work through us. So um, it's awesome to be here. And not, not that I do, but our work at St. Vincent de Paul, so many, so many people do that. Well, and and uh, how did you get to St. Vincent de Paul? Well, um, my family and I had been volunteers for many years, uh, probably pretty close to 20 years before my volunteer service started, um, about um, eight years ago. And so I've served on the staff uh, for about eight years now. Uh, I think I'm in my ninth and uh, have worked in different areas of our staff. And right now I work with a, a particular part of our business that is does not always meet the eye. Uh, everyone knows, I, I should say, many, many people know about our center in South Phoenix that's the headquarters that does so much for uh, – with what our donors and our Vincentians support us in doing, we have the state's largest charity medical clinic, state's largest charity dental clinic, um, a, a, a housing uh, shelter for uh, for seniors, uh, especially disabled seniors and veterans. 
um, one of the largest food reclamation operations in in the state, our kitchen that does uh, nearly three million meals a year for five dining rooms. So that's done at the center. But we're kind of unique in that we also have um, an external outreach. So we have 80 chapters around central, northern, and western Arizona that also operate to provide charity in their neighborhoods. And, and I work with that group in our 80 chapters um, around uh, most of the state. We don't do the Tucson area. That's a separate group uh, with our Tucson council who do a great job. But we do Maricopa County and north and west from there. 80 chapters from this from this campus around the state. That's a huge number. Well, it's exciting when you see what they do, and it's all, you know, it's interesting because sometimes you hear people say, well, you know, I'm tired of charities. They're just big businesses, and they're just taking care of the suits in the offices, and I I get that. But when we see what our 80 chapters do uh, with our Vincentians, who are the primary group behind all our chapters' work and the work over all of our, of our council uh, in the Phoenix area and statewide, when you see what they do, it's extremely humble, it's grassroots, it's one family at a time, it's decision by decision. You know, some people I've also heard say, um, gee, I wish it was, you know, I wish it was more like the early church. Well, I'll tell you what, what our chapters do, when I read uh, Acts and some other parts of the good book, it's exactly what the early church was because it's it's done in a defined community with specific rules on helping families who just need a little bit of help to be able to bounce back. And, you know, we're not first responders like the great people you often have. You noted the, you know, emergency and medical personnel and police and fire and people. But but we do – what we try to do is prevent problems and prevent homelessness in particular and prevent hunger and and just give people a reason to kind of hang in there and be able to bounce back. So through the years of St. Vincent de Paul's campus in South Phoenix, I think it's been known as a homeless campus, just to quote something, but it's much, so much more and, and has become so much more and such a great service to all of Arizona. Well, that's, that's thanks to uh, our volunteer board of directors, uh, pretty much all of whom are Vincentians. And Vincentians are people who take a special class and decide that they want to invest in their time. They want to invest their time. I in... never saw that word until I was reading oh, your, how about your the, information. Yeah. That's well, brand new to me. We don't, we don't talk much about them in that way because they really don't want to be – they're not looking for publicity right, or exactly. regard. They just want to serve. And they're a phenomenal group. We have about 3,000 Vincentians in our Phoenix group. Wow. They're all volunteers. Um, many of them can be retired, but certainly not all. We have a lot of younger people tired. and people with careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. what's wrong with that, John? Um, and uh, our, our Vincentians take a, a special two-day class to participate, and they learn the values, which is always serving people first. And interestingly, you know, a lot of people don't know that we we serve irrespective of any test for anything. We don't care about religious background and any background other than need. So some people, because we're Catholic and founding, some people say, well, gee, how many Catholics did you have? We say, we have no idea because we never ask, right. either at our center or 
by our chapters, we don't even know what the what the background of those we serve and, and, and need is is what they serve. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful way to see our organization operate through the years. It's quite a blessing. And uh, is it fair to say that uh, this campus is better and suited to do that because they're about the largest in the country, aren't they? Um, it is by most measurements. Our, our local St. Vincent de Paul is regarded in general as the largest in the country. And, you know, that's that's a point that can be a distinguishment. But also some people say, well, hey, bigger's not always better, John. And, <laughs> and we get that. But yeah. that's that's where our values and in delivering services and assistance to people person by person uh, singly and one at a time really uh, has has helped value what we do. Um, and, and the reason we've been able to grow is our Vincentians who volunteer hundreds of thousands, probably millions of hours a year, um, are great donors because we're, we're 99% privately funded. Um, and the community in general who think that it's worthwhile to do this, you know, uh, Dr. Crow at Arizona State um, am I allowed to say go Devils? Sure. Okay, that's the only only <laughs> reference to that on Salem even, Broadcasting. Even we're going to our make. producer there, you know, <laughs> you man, the well, fork. Uh, you know, Doctor Crow talks about the Valley. You know, a, a world class university, and the Valley being a world class locale for living and quality of life and families to grow and economic development. And and that's an inspiration to me personally because yeah. part of that is how do we help people that, that want to bounce back and just need a little bit of help and so much of our service, you know, we don't generally carry people, so to speak. We're not able to offer assistance through our Vincentians and our chapters month after month. To the contrary, they have guidelines that they can only do so much, but in their interview and in their home visits with our clients – uh, they discuss that and find out, and they find the clients who who need enough help to bounce back, and that's that's what happens so often, and that's that's really been the case now, as we hope and pray we see the the community and businesses begin to slowly reopen following all the the COVID situation. Well, and that's why you're here today, and that's why uh, people need to know that they are changing and saving lives every single day in Arizona and, and maybe beyond uh, and by influence. But um, 3,000 volunteers, 80 chapters around the state, and all of the services at the main campus, dental, you just read off of a list uh, of great, great services. How, how does someone listening to this program, what do they have to do to get into that system? Um. There's a variety of options to serve as volunteers, and we're just beginning very carefully and very slowly to reopen, whether it be at our chapter level for new volunteers or overall for our campus and general volunteers. And I think the best thing to do is to just be in touch with our website, which is stvincentdepaul.net. So all you have to remember is the .NET part because it's our name and then .NET. And we'll have updates on there for um, progress as we move forward, being able to slowly open. Uh, we have uh, our, our uh, Melanie and Rob uh, Walton uh, urban farm that produces uh, over 50,000 pounds of 
fresh vegetables every year for our kitchens and our clients. And that's one of the first places, because of its outdoor setting, that we're slowly being able to to bring back some of our volunteer team. uh, Because uh, right now in the Valley, it's growing season. And pretty soon, you know, another 60 days, we're going to have to get that spring crop out of the ground. So we're slowly beginning to... um, to, to be able to uh, handle that, and uh, uh, Rob and Melanie Walton were so so kind with their foundation to help create that and to see what that does for our kitchen in terms of fresh vegetables, and a lot of it also goes to the clients we serve at our family evening meal, but that's we're excited because that's the first place where we're starting to see um, you know gradual progress uh, coming to bear with our volunteers. So... Um Granted, it's going to take more volunteers all the time to support, but how does someone who's in need of one or several of the services contact St. Vincent de Paul? How do they get into that? Um, our our chapters mostly run out of um, the auspices of their local uh, Catholic church, um, and so uh, based on um, their location, and that's done on a geographic basis, wherever the church serves and its boundaries— yeah. So uh, one option is to call 211 to say, hey, here's my address. Is there a, is there a chapter here that serves? Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing, and we get a number of referrals, uh, hundreds, maybe I, thousands I, a year. I served on that board when it was a community referral network before 211. <laughs> Sir, i got to tell always you, been that's been, always been amazing. That's such a foundational part of it being is. able to deliver charitable services and and that's a big salute to you and the and the pioneers who did that because the valley's regarded as a leader in in that service and you're here I sit with one of the people that, that helped make that to happen that's pretty minute. awesome did I just was I just called old because you called me a pioneer no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> pioneers are ever young <laughs> that's right just think of those french trappers and traders out there in the hudson river i, I just watched the the last of the mohicans so ah, there you go so one of the great movies that's of all a time great movie yeah it's unbelievable so anyway um um so no, where, where does all the how many meals a year well um in our dining rooms it's about three million meals a year and then our chapters uh, delivered right around 200,000 food boxes to homes last year. And and again, you know, we can't do everything all the time for everybody, and I, I'd be speaking poorly if I tried to, no. tried to pretend that was the case. Yeah. But in the case of a food box, you know, it's going to help a family save a little money and put worries behind for a few days yeah. and help them to get started again. And we can tell there's a need because we have so many requests. So our chapters in particular deliver those. Um, we get um, donated food in from from uh, wonderful donors of all kinds, particularly our grocery industry is very supportive with their uh, still consumable and safe nice. uh, dated items that are that still meet proper safety standards. Yes. Plus um, schools, businesses, whatever, who do a canned food drive, which has been a lot tougher, of course, with covid restrictions but people are starting that again too and we take we take that we collected our food reclamation it goes out to our 80 chapters and then our 80 chapters supplement it with fresh items like um oh dairy and and eggs and uh perhaps uh, uh proteins things like that that are more perishable that they keep locally 
uh, refrigerated, and then they supplement what what our food reclamation does, and that's how our Vincentians serve. Um, last year was just shy of two hundred thousand food boxes. Wow! So your title is director of. Uh Support services. Director of Vincentian Support Services. Vincentian. Yes, sir. Vincentian. I got to pronounce it correctly. Very impressive. <laughs> you're, you're doing fine, sir. So um, that's under the cover of what you've already told us about the eighty chapters and yes, all that's of that. our primary work is My with goodness. those eighty chapters, and that's our Vincentians. And um, when uh, when I was uh, honored with this assignment. One of our long-serving members of our team said, John, you won't be able to believe what our Vincentians do and how quietly they do it. And, and it's it's such a blessing to see. Um, pretty much every week I hear and see stories of things they're doing um, to help families and individuals in ways that um, sometimes, you know, the, the big things like the food boxes, yeah. utility and rent help. And you know we can't do everything for everyone, but right. but last year um, they did uh, uh, over uh, well over two and a quarter million dollars in utility and rent help, direct dollars, uh, person by person, family by family. Um, sometimes it was only a hundred or two hundred dollars, but that's helping a lot of families. Yes. And our Vincentians are the ones who do that, and they're the ones who help build the center where. Uh, Steve Atwood, our chairman of the board and president, our volunteer president, Steve Zabilski, our CEO, Shannon Clancy, uh, Mrs. Clancy, our co-CEO. That's where they work, and that that was all started by Vincentians, and um, they really have carried the torch to a way that's helped us grow thanks to the tremendous generosity of, of donors in the community and and our Vincentians who work so hard in our chapters yeah. out, out around the state. Absolutely. So um, I got to ask, you know, COVID, we're entering the second year of this uh, pandemic. And what effect has that had on the services at St. Vincent de Paul? Um, in terms of, of impact in amount of services, I have to say our people have worked very hard to make lots of adjustments, but probably a greater need, but right? Darn it, they well, uh, definitely a greater need, yeah. Art. Yeah. But they've hung in there and they've continued to serve. For instance, of our 80 chapters, we had a few temporary closures because we'd had the virus hit in certain places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but out of our 80 chapters, we only had one that was closed essentially for the duration and that was at the suggestion essentially of uh local community and local government that needed the people in other emergency um, efforts. Okay. Um, but 79 of the 80 of them have continued to serve. Our, our dining rooms have continued to serve all the meals that they serve. They've changed all of that so that it's a brown bag surface and, and individually done. And uh, does each of the 80 have a meal service? Um, they, they don't normally do meals, okay. although some of them – um, in some locations, do some limited meal service. They're generally uh, more um, comprised to be able to consult with a family or an individual, find out what they need, and yes. then respond to that. And usually the food comes, in most cases, comes through the food box distribution. Right. Um, but uh, uh, rent and utilities is a continuing challenge, and unfortunately we see it as a 
as something that that will continue. And we wanted to salute um, political leadership across the state, um, our state's public sector, um, uh, our governor's office, the mayor's offices around um, the valley and around the state because they made a decision to be able to apply for what are called CARES grants. And those have been awarded in different ways in different localities around the state. But that's brought millions and millions of dollars in to serve families. And St. Vincent de Paul was selected to help administer some of those. And we were very excited that uh, probably in the period of about, uh, I'd say, roughly uh, uh, July 1 to December 31 last year, we were able to assist uh, almost 600 different families with applying for and being granted those funds that help them with chronically needed funds to stay in their uh, housing, their apartments, their homes. And 650 doesn't sound like a big number when you think about a population, maybe a 4 million or so in the state. Does that sound right, Art? Yeah. Okay. But um, it's a very big number when one realizes the, the scope and challenge of the process of an application that has to go through and be checked and all the details done properly, yeah. which our team is very careful about in working with um, the state and with Wildfire, which is our, our state-affiliated um, agency that oversees a lot of that, as well as the various uh, mayor's office and governor's office, uh, DES. All those people have, have been real heroes to step up and help the community. And there are many other agencies that have done that as well. Um, and our our hats off. We're just one of them, but we're really honored to play a role on that team to help get to help locate the families and get the money out. And we're um, we've kind of been on abeyance since the end of December, but we expect word very soon on new funding that we can serve to reach uh, again in our eighty um, locale to to reach those families and qualify them and and give them a, a jump start here. Yeah. So that's a vast network. That's really impressive. I, I had no idea it was that many around the state, but that's that's what it takes to to do your your job. Well, and it's mission. It's, it's pretty interesting because the way it's been set up, Art is is as a decentralized organization where a lot of the well, all the decision making about the family they help happens on a local basis. So um, that all happens with real deep knowledge of the local family being helped. And and the job of our of our campus and our board of directors and our Vincentians in a directing basis and our staff is to then support the decisions and provide the resources to help them if we can. So the main campus in South Phoenix, um, vast medical type services. Uh, the state's largest um, charity medical clinic. Um, uh, we're um, very excited about the the future there. Um, and we'll talk about that perhaps in a second. State's largest charity dental clinic. Um, we have uh, services to the homeless there. Uh, it's not housing for the homeless, but we have um, showers, lunches, job counseling, all that array of services uh, run by our uh, homelessness prevention team to try and get them a, a head start working together with um, the uh, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Human Services Campus downtown that's a cooperative effort of Maricopa County, the city of Phoenix, yes. uh, other charities, uh, Andre House and ourselves and other great charities that work there. So that all works together to try and, uh, you know, 
people run into all kinds of challenges, and our goal is to try and help those that want to be able to move ahead to, to, to grab on the bottom rung and be able to do that. Amen. Yeah. So um, how, do you, how on earth do you stay in touch with 80 chapters every day? Oh, they find me fine when they <laughs> – trust me, they find our office just fine and our team. Uh, I, I'd, I'd have to mention uh, – So you can you can see if there's an issue on uh, somewhere in northern Arizona or, or, or wherever and there's a problem, somebody's going to say, call John. <laughs> well, um, you know, we, we had some big programs we did during the holidays, a couple of them. Uh, we did a – the Million Meal Crusade with uh, Safeway and Albertson stores, and then uh, Fox 10 Holiday Food Drive also with Safeway and Albertson stores, and we did Turkey Tuesday with Basha stores. Oh, yeah. And that all involved our yeah. 80 locale, and uh, we definitely worked pretty hard to make sure we coordinated pickup of turkey dinners from Safeway, Albertsons, and, and turkeys from Bashes in that effort, and hats off to those wonderful, wonderful corporate citizens that help us with that. Absolutely. We're in our last minute and a half. Time flies when we're having fun, right? Yes, sir. So um, after COVID, there's going to be lots of stories written during COVID. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, what's it going to be like after COVID? Um, the one thing we've seen is, the you know, there's a lot of clouds, but there's some silver lining, too. And one of the silver linings has been the necessary cooperation and collaboration uh, between ourselves and other agencies and also within our team. It's forced us closer together to work together better. And that, that's been something that I'm excited about in the future because, um, and I think also the tremendous generosity of uh, donors across the state who've supported us, they've been unbelievable. And I'm excited about building from a, from a higher base as we move forward to serve more families. John Junker, thank you for being on the Rescuers Radio Show today. It's been a joy. It's an honor to be with you and your great listeners, and uh, our thanks to the to people at Salem that make this possible. What a, what a great organization. Thank you, Art. God bless. And the Rescuers Radio Show every Thursday at 530, and you can find the podcast almost anywhere, Spotify, iPodcast, Instagram, they're all there. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.